It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometers of range. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. This is Sports Day. Welcome to the summer edition of Sports Day SA. Not very summer over the weekend or today, but we're here anyway and uh, hoping got a jam-packed show for you tonight. Paul Bonds and Dan Menzel with you for Just Quality Home Improvements. That's the open line. Give us a call, 1-300-736-736 or text in 0427154166. Men's, it's not summer. It's not summer, and uh, I've looked outside, and today is not the day to be starting pre-season training, but I'll be doing that uh, very shortly, actually. As soon as we finish the show here, I'll be heading off, and hopefully it's not an absolute pull. What an what an amount of rain we had over the weekend. The strikers got washed out, and I'm sure we'll go into all of it, but it's... It's been a horrible weather weekend, but should we just get into it? We might as well get into it. You're right, it's not like December, but uh, let's get into the sport that has been happening over the weekend. The box score is thanks to Irrigear. To save time and water, Irrigear is here. Irrigear offers expert advice and better irrigation solutions. And Nutrient Ag Solutions, going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. The box score, men's. Yes, let's start with the strikers, the big bash. And unfortunately, with this weather, it got washed out. They're opening game against the Heat. So with that washout, the Brisbane Heat actually go to the top of the table with one win and one no result. The strikers yet to play now as a result of that. We've got to wait until next Tuesday, the 19th, to our second game. Adelaide United went down 2-0 to Brisbane Raw over the weekend. Not a good result for the Reds. The 36 is the same thing. They lose to the Cairns 101-116 to in Scotty Ninnis' first game as coach. The Giants, they went 2-1 over the Melbourne Aces over the weekend. One of those four games was also washed out. And how about this, Bonds? The LA Lakers win the inaugural NBA in-season tournament. LeBron James, Anthony Davis dominated, and they win about $500,000 each per player. Cha-ching. It's not a bad little payday. LeBron was good, wasn't he? Super. He he had his game face on. He did. Anthony Davis, 40, 20 rebounds. He was incredible as well. Yeah, it was uh, entertaining to see the old blokes run around. Uh, We'll get into the good oil straight away because there's big news in Adelaide today. Thanks to Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested and first cold pressed in northern Victoria. And it comes from down Alberton Way, men's with Connor Rosie, named as captain of the Port Adelaide Footy Club. Captain of the Port Adelaide Footy Club and an eight-year extension. Speaking of ching-ching, oh. a bit of coin there too, I'm thinking. So, I mean, 
what we love about this is our man Kane Corns loves the <laughs> long extensions and he's a big power man. So he'll be, be torn. He loves Connor Rosie. He, he, you're right. Actually, he loves Connor Rosie. I'm waiting for him to come out and say, uh, "There's one play you'd give it to. I'm an accepting it. It's Connor Rosie, which is fair. I mean, Connor is 23 years of age, so this will take yep. him until he's 31. So it's not like it's, uh, I guess, a Buddy Franklin deal where he's going to be 35 when his contract's mm. expiring. So why not lock him down? He is an Adelaide boy. I didn't see him going anywhere. But he's now the captain of the footy club. Eight-year deal. Wow. Very quickly, Kane did respond on Twitter when it was first announced. He said, love the player, hate the contract. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Thanks, Sammy. Yeah, Kane's going to stay strong on that. I think clubs are doing it because they know what's happening with the financial, um, I guess, worth of the league and where and where it's heading. So Tasmania coming in. So if I was Connor's manager, I'd be saying, hey, in eight years' time, the money he's getting next year isn't going to be anywhere near as much as what it will be then. So we don't want the same amount in eight years. We want a fair bit more. So that's where clubs, I think, are doing the right thing. They're locking players down so that in three, four, five years' time, when the new CBAs come around, that's actually they're getting underpaid as such. But, look, it's great news for the power because they lock in their superstar. He's the captain. I think is the obvious choice. He's only 23, but... We've seen captains appointed as young as that and younger. Seemed a no-brainer to me. The only other guy I would have given it to was uh, Dan Houston, but uh, I think Connor's the the marquee player and should lead the club. And we're the number one. Speaking of announcements from Port Adelaide Footy Club as well, Zach Butters was named as vice captain, and he's going to be on the show tonight, men's. He is going to be on the show, so make sure you tune in when we ask him about that new appointment, vice captain, Connor as captain, um, and have a chat to him about, yeah, the power next year, how they're going to go. So very excited to talk to Zach later in the show. And Daisy Pierce is uh, going away from media. She's going to coach, or she's probably not going away from media, but she's going to coach Announces coach of uh, West Coast AFLW team today. Yeah, which is great news for the West Coast Eagles. I mean, with the likes of Daisy, we know that she's coached at Geelong in the men's program. And she's commentated now for a number of years and obviously played and been a huge part of the AFLW for a long time. It's good because the West Coast Eagles in the AFLW have not been a good side. They have struggled uh, in the previous seasons against majority of the teams in the competition. When you bring in someone like Daisy, she'll be able to set some good standards and expectations. But not just that, she'll be able to recruit. She knows a lot of players. She's going to be able to get a few across. Uh, as a player, you'd be looking at her and going, hey, I want to play for Daisy Pierce. She's she's one of the absolute trailblazers of this league. So it's a great appointment for West Coast. Yeah, look, I think it's, I think it's again, a marquee person. Well, she is AFLW, really, isn't, isn't she? And uh, to have her at the helm at West Coast... That'll be uh, great for their club. It will be great for their club. I doubt she will continue with her media commitments. She copped a bit of flack this year from uh, when she was when she was coaching in the men's and then commentated. She still might do some in the men's. It, well, it's it's a different competition. It is. So there should be less flack. Yeah, yeah. Shouldn't w- there? Well, it depends on when it is, though. Their competition's still in the men's competition at times. So it depends on the crossover, I guess. Yes. If she is still working uh, and recruiting and training in preseason, I'd be surprised as a head coach if you're then doing media work at AFL level in yeah, men's fair. or women's. Um, let's go to cricket. was uh, washed out on here on Saturday night. It rained all day yep. and all night. And uh, we had our fifth birthday party on Friday night. What a great night that it was. It was a great night for SEN uh, Adelaide Oval. And I was speaking to Chad Sayers, and he's playing for Grange now, and they needed – they had a team five for 20 
and they just needed about an hour's play oh, to no. win the game, and they didn't get it. Oh, <laughs> so, no. But there was no cricket at Adelaide Oval, which means the strikers get one point. They do. Uh, it might explain why Chad uh, had a few on Friday night, then knowing <laughs> what was going to happen weather-wise. Uh, also sounded very optimistic when I spoke to him about the strikers uh, mm. and their chances this season. But, look, shout-out to Sammy, who's in the, in the studio with us. He did yes. say that if he could pick a no result, maybe that might be what happens. No balls might be bold. And still only one point for me, though. Still only one point <laughs> for you, and we will get into the Big Bash tipping comp in, in a second. But, look, it's, oh, it is what it is. We get a point. Oh, I thought about this today. If you were to play every game and it would be uh, rained out effectively, you'll get – Throughout the competition, 10 points. You probably need 12 to make the Big Bash finals. Yes. So it's probably just worse than playing the game uh, if you're going to go at a 50-50 rate. So the heat, they'll take it, though. One win, one no result. That's right. No losses for them. That's right. And uh, we saw a no result in the game last night as well. The Scorchers and the Renegades, they tried to get the game underway, but there was a bit of a wet patch down one end. So water got under the covers. They had the covers on. They did everything right, but there was that much water in Geelong. It seeped under the covers, and, uh, yeah, there was a bit of a wet patch. They tried everything to dry it except for a helicopter. They had fans going. They had heaters going. But you really need the sun to dry out the pitch. And, uh, yeah, it was a bit dangerous in the end. Yeah, it was. And we mentioned the heat would have taken, I guess, a, a no result with a win. Well, contrastingly, the Renegades, they wanted to play. They lost their first game. They had the Scorchers two for 30 hmm. off of uh, seven overs. So in a pretty good position, that is Kanazi and Connolly out. Interestingly, Perth opening with those two batsmen. Their lineup is unbelievable. And then yes. they put... Effectively, they're two most inexperienced players at the top of the order. Correct. They're trying something. They've had this success in the past. Um, you wonder why they don't just open with Hardy and English, but that's what they're doing. And and in the end, they'll probably take the point. Maybe they thought this game's going to get called off, so let's send the let's kids out there. Put some of the kids in there and see how they go for three overs. But, um, yeah, so that one was rained out, which is not ideal in particular for our tipping competition because our Big Bash Marathon, which we want you at home to be a part of, Steve, the wall man, uh, has been a part of it so far on behalf of the listeners out there. And we've we've put our Game Week 1 tips in. So we're halfway through Game Week 1 currently. Yes. Uh, with two games that haven't been played, we're going to give everyone that tip. I think we might do that because I haven't actually got any tips right so far. So I need a point somehow. But <laughs> I like that. No, I like if, if it's a draw or abandon, everyone gets, everyone wins. They do. So, so far, we're halfway through Game Week Run 1. We'll keep you updated throughout the tournament. I'm on two. Bonds, you've got three so far. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Sammy's got three. He'll be happy with that. Right, Travis Wagland, just the two. Uh, the commentators picks, Chad and David Woody on three. And the listeners, you guys out there, are four from four so far, leading the Big Bash Marathon comp competition. Uh, all on the back of uh, uh, Steve. Steve the Woolman. So Hurricanes, Steve the Woolman. Hurricanes, Thunder and the Stars are the next three that he went. See if they can go seven from seven for the listeners. Yes. Uh, look, we got so much to talk about tonight. And as uh, we've got some special guests coming up on the show as well. Zach Butters will join us thanks to Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested and first cold pressed in northern, northern Victoria. Where's Agar's going to join us uh, from the Strikers. Thanks to Saka. Join the Strikers in their quest for glory. Men's is top seven, uh, thanks to Lumo Energy, switched to the affirmative. 
And we've got her hat trick tonight as well, men's uh, thanks to Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. Yeah, we do. There's plenty in the show, but just doubling back to the box score before we go to the first break. LA United, 2-0 loss to Brisbane. Just We've been a bit ordinary the last few weeks. Yeah, need to get back on track. So down to sixth position on the table now, which is certainly not ideal. We mentioned the Lakers winning the inaugural in-season NBA tournament. They beat Indiana. So, again, a nice paycheck there. And you want to win the finals, but it's nice to get some silverware as well. Meant more to them than anyone else. It certainly did. And then the last one was the 36. We talked about a massive weekend in the NBL. Some great games Mm. and, well, massive results. Yeah, there was. uh, Big results. The Hawks upset the Wildcats. uh, Phoenix upset the Kings in Sydney. And Melbourne United thumped Brisbane by 35 points. You're right. Huge upsets there, which effectively helped Melbourne United on top of the table. Just kick clear again after their loss to Cairns. So uh, the Wildcats going down to Illawarra was quite the surprise. So just a bit of a stumbling block there for the Wildcats. This is the Summer Edition of Sports ASA. Back soon. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports ASA. Bonds and Men's with you. The Just Quality Home Improvements open line is 1300 736 736 or text in on 0427 154 Men's, thanks to Kia, the epic has arrived. The all-new Kia EV9 is here it's time for your top seven. Sports Day SA. It's the final On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SEN SA. Yeah, top seven time. And uh, with the big bash on, the strikers not playing because it got washed out. Uh, I had a look at it and I thought, with us losing Rashid Khan and Peter Siddle now gone as well into state, I thought... Who have been the top seven Adelaide Strikers players over the journey in the Big Bash? Oh, this will be interesting. This will be. This I found very challenging. So I've gone based on performance over the entirety of the Big Bash. Now, at number seven, I have put Ben Lachlan. Remember him? Benny Lachlan. He had a very good uh, He had a good Big Bash career across his whole career. But at the Strikers, uh, Ben Lachlan took 60 wickets and he, he made some runs as well. Yeah, he was outstanding and took one of the best catches you've ever seen. He did. So maybe... With Weatherall. Maybe I... Remember that one? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Maybe I potentially have him too low. So at number six, I've gone Lachlan at seven. I've gone John O'Wells at six. Yes. Now he made 1,740 runs for the Strikers, which is number three on the leaderboard for the Strikers across the history of the Big Bash. I would have had Lockie Lachlan and Head of Wells, but go on. Yeah, yeah, fair, fair point. Uh, Number five, I've gone with, well, maybe you'll have him ahead of him too, Jake Weatherald. Now, Jake Weatherald, I've got at five. The highest score in the history of the Big Bash for the Strikers, 115, which was in which game? Um, It was in the semi final? No, it wasn't. Was it Matt Short? No, 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 sorry. No, no, no. Jake Weatherall scored 115 in the final. He did too. In the final when he we won too. it. So that elevates him a touch as well. Yeah. So he comes in at number five. He is actually, how's this, the all-time leading scorer for yep. the Adelaide Strikers. No, that doesn't surprise me. He had in the a, big bash. He had a couple of lean years um, lately, but yes, he good. He did. He, he, he went at an average of 26, which is not too bad. Uh, and then, so then if we've got him at five, I've got at number four, Travis Head. Now, Travis comes in at four. He 
obviously we know he bowls. We know he does that for the strikers when he plays, and he takes he takes some wickets. But he scored thirteen hundred ninety four runs, which is fourth uh, for the strikers in the history of the Big Bash. He's he's three to four hundred behind Weatherwood and Wells. But I think that we know what he did New Year's Eve. Um, I think that longevity he comes in at number. That game itself almost gets him to the top. It does, doesn't it? It does. It actually was incredible. Uh, number three. So here's the top three. I've gone yep. with Peter Siddle at number three. Oh, okay. I know. He did captain the team for a little while. I wasn't sure where to put Pete, but Pete has taken the second most wickets in the history of the Big Bash for the strikers by a long way. He's taken 91 wickets in his career at in the Big Bash. The next most after that is Wes Asgar on 67. So I've got Siddle up there just because of his longevity. He's done it for a long time and he's skipped the squad for a long time, which means that the, at number two for the Adelaide Strikers, best players in the history of the Big Bash, I've gone with Alex Carey. Yep. Thoughts? No problem with that. No problem with that? No problem at all. So he is number two on our leading scorers at 1,801 runs, but he averages 35, which is nearly yes. 10 more than Weatherall. So yep. he's done it for a long time, Alice Carey. He comes in at number two, which means any guesses for who I've gone with? Rashid! Rashid Khan. <laughs> what a loss he's going to be. Rashid Khan, he's taken 98 wickets for the Adelaide Strikers. Peter Siddle is number two on the list at 91. So we know that Rashid Khan has got the job done with the ball, but he's just as good to watch with the bat. So he comes in at number one on the all-time Adelaide Strikers in the history of the Big Bash. I don't think there's any doubt, Benz, that Rash uh, was number one there. Um, that was uh, easily um, the best striker in the history of our game. Uh, so that uh, top seven again um, is seven, Ben Lachlan, six, John O'Wells, five, Jake Weatherald, four, Travis Head, three, Peter, Peter Siddle, two, Alex Carey, and number one, Rashid Khan, if you disagree with men's, text in on 0427-154-166. Men's, it is time for the hat trick. Thanks to Nutrien Ag Solutions. Going further for Australian farmers, find your local branch at nutrien.com.au. It is time for the hat trick, and we will start with the forgettable moment from the weekend. Bonds, you can start with the new ball. All right, so for, we have a forgettable moment. We have if you don't know, now you know, and also it is what it is. So my forgettable moment is the PBL game in Geelong between the Renegades and Scorchers. Uh, in a couple of weeks, no one's going to even think about this game. Yeah. It may be even after two days. Yeah. It's not going to be a thing. Well, the test starts this week and yeah, I think it'll be right. gone by then. <laughs> yep. It'll be gone. Uh, my forgettable moment is for those who had their Christmas party at <laughs> the cricket here in Adelaide between the strikers and the heat. There's a couple of people that I know oh. went to their Christmas party, said it was a great night, but did not see one ball of cricket. That's a forgettable moment. It's <laughs> a forgettable moment. All right. If you don't know, now you know. John Rahm is the highest paid golfer Great one. in the world. He has uh, just signed a contract with Live Golf for 600 million US. That's about 900 plus oh, Australian. I played the wrong sports. <laughs> Isn't that just incredible? Uh, my, if you don't know, now you know, LeBron James wants to be known as the GOAT. He took winning the in-season tournament as seriously as any player did in the NBA. That's just another thing to add to his resume. Yes. He wants to be known as the greatest of all time, and that is another thing that he now has as a mantle. He's won. In his own mind, he can be that. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) It is what it is, men's. Uh, Mine is 
Bad weather will always affect outdoor sport. Uh, we had the BBL. We had uh, lightning at the golf overseas in South Africa. The Dunhill um, interrupted the golf there. Uh, you know, like Redingade's game last night. It, it's going to ruin sport. And it just is what it is. The Adelaide Giants. The Adelaide Giants. Didn't play Missed out well. on a win. Um, and maybe we'll say that Adelaide United, if the weather was a little bit better, they might have got the job done too. But uh, Bonds, my, it is what it is. Is home field advantage is as big as it's ever been in the NFL, in the NBA, in mm. the NBL, in the ABL. If you have a look at, and I'm not going to read them all out, but if you have a look at the statistics of the teams and what their home record is compared to what their away record is, it is staggering that majority of teams are nearly 100% at home or very close to and are well below 50-50 away from home. It is amazing how big a difference that is and home field advantage is huge. I love that, men's Catch every NFL game this season with Game Pass on DAZN. Visit nflgamepass.com. Coming up, Wes Agar, Zach Butters. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports Day SA. Paul Bonzer, Dan Menzel with you. You can be part of the show. Just Quality Home Improvements open line is 1300 736 736 or text in on 0427 154 166. Experts in roller shutters, plantation shutters, outdoor blinds, artificial lawn and roof restoration. Uh, men's, our next guest is uh, the big man, Wes Agar. He's brought to us by Saka. Get to the Adelaide Oval Tuesday night, December 19, to cheer on your strikers under lights. Wes, welcome to the summer edition of Sports ASA. Thanks for having me on, boys. It's always a pleasure. Yeah. I, uh, how's your body feeling after uh, a big effort on uh, Saturday night of sitting on your butt? <laughs> yeah, it, it was a disappointing start. I guess it's the first time in cricket. I guess I've sat around all day, probably thinking that we're not going to play, and it actually happens. Um, obviously disappointing, and we want to get out there and play. And yeah, so it makes me even more keen for the next game. It does, and unfortunately, we've got to wait a little while because there's a thing called the Test match that's just fixtured in there. So we've got to wait until next Tuesday now until our next match, which is against the Thunder. What does training look like over the next week uh, in preparation for that game? Yeah, well, like for me, I've had a massive schedule with the Red Bull cricket um, and the Shield stuff um, leading into the Big Bash now. So it's more about managing my body. We're lucky that this is quite flexible as a coach and he's given us a bit of time off. So the next two days, I'm going to try and get away, um, relax, uh, not probably not think about cricket for a bit, and then it's just rev up again come Wednesday, I think. Work on my variations more so than anything. You know, you you know your red ball skills, your hard length um, in that red ball game. So now it's about getting my Yorker and my change-ups with my slower balls right and ready to go. So no trial game between now and next Tuesday? No trial games. I guess okay. we had probably two games or simulation work uh, leading into the last game, and albeit the short time frame. Um, and then, yeah, I think... A lot of boys, with, with the amount of cricket we play these days, I think it's more about managing your bodies and making sure that you refine your skills. I want to ask you about Jamie Overton, a new player for the Strikers. What can you tell the Strikers fans about Jamie? I can tell you he's a big boy. He's huge. <laughs> um, he, he's a mountain over me, that's for sure. Really? Um, hits Jeez. a hard ball, hits, hits long straight, um, and, and bowls a heavy ball as well. I think I didn't know much about him. 
before um, training with him the last week, and he's really impressed me with the way he bowls and the way he goes about it. He's a strong fella, and I think he might clear the pickets and knock some poles out this year. So, Wes, with uh, Rashid Khan leaving or not being able to play, who or how do we replace him? In terms of spin options, do we potentially look more towards our pace bowling attack? Obviously, it's something that you guys would have talked about. Mm. Yeah, I think it's a hard one. With the guy of his caliber, it's probably something you can't replace fully. Um, the skill set that he brings, and he's the best bowler in the world for a reason. I think for us, it's about managing and filling, finding a way to fill those overs in and, and putting a lot of trust in the bowlers that we have left. I think picking up David Payne uh, is a massive plus for us. He's got a lot of experience with death, and he swings that new ball. So I think that's a a massive plus leading in, and then you've got to rely on your, your spinners um, that were behind Rash. You've got Ben Menenti, you've got Cam Boyce, both both quality spinners in their own right, and you've got to trust that they can do the job. Yeah, you certainly do. Now, Wes, I want to ask you about your own form, and uh, we mentioned the history of the Big Bash and the strikers before, and uh, which players have played well. Well, the number one and number two on the wicket-takers list have left the club. I'm not sure whether you've let them know to maybe move on because you're number three on the list with 67 wickets. So maybe that oh, number right. one place, you're still 31 behind Rashid Khan, but you'll be able to get there, won't you? Oh, I actually had no idea about that. Um, <laughs> it's pretty cool. Uh, it is. I think, yeah, hopefully I can I can push that. You don't play for the for the self-honours, but I think if, if I can, um, I think it's a step up for me this year. I think I've got to take on that leadership role as a bowler with the experience I have now in the game, and I'm not a kid anymore. And I think knowing that now is, will probably inspire me a little bit more to hopefully take the reins as that lead of the, of the attack. Now, with the white ball cricket and the, the bats that are, are out now and how hard batters hit the ball, I just want to know, have you ever been struck while bowling in the nets at training? And uh, if not... Who scares you the most when you when you confined in that <laughs> net? <laughs> Who do you not oh. want to bowl a half volley to? You don't want to admit it, but it is a fearful thing at the moment these days. You know, with, especially practicing in Yorkers, you know the ball's going to get come back at you. Um, and I think it's a matter of time before probably something bad happens. I think in that space, but yes, definitely you do get a bit afraid sometimes bowling bowling those full of balls. And I said it to him. When he got recruited, I said, thank gosh, I don't have to bowl to you in a game anymore. I think Darcy Short's the one that's right. always seemed to get a bit of fear into me. He struck me twice coming back at me in a game. I think we played Hurricanes at Adelaide over once and he got my knee and split it open. And then last year at, at down at Bell Reef, he dislocated my finger, hit one back at me. So I said, I'm, only, I'm happy I don't have to bowl at him in the game. So yeah, I've, I've been hit twice by him. So luckily, it's only the net bowling to man. He's not getting any in his ass. You've also uh, you've also hit your brother in a game. Um, do you still bring that up when you hit yeah. Ashton in the head at uh, Karen Rolton Oval? Yeah. the The funniest thing about that was two days later he had his engagement party and he was sending in all the photos with stereo strips and stitches in his forehead. So I think they're always a funny one when the photos come out, but. Yeah, it was it was a bit of a scary time at the time, but now it's something we joke about. Now, Wes, as a bowler, do you normally prefer to bowl first or let the batter set a title, put the feet up and know what you have to defend? Uh, I think for me, I like to bowl first. Um, there's, there's, there's perks to both sides. I think if you bowl second, you get to watch 
what's working in the wicket, whether it be your on-pace balls or the cutters or slower balls, what's holding, what's what's working for the bowlers. I think that's the advantage of bowling second. But I think in the 2020 format, uh, there's probably less pressure bowling first, definitely, because you sort of, you, you're allowing the target to be set and it's up to the batters to chase it. But um, that's just my preference anyway. I like bowling first, getting out there, getting the energy out and making sure I get into my skill set. Hey, I just wanted to ask you about the fixture as well while we've got you. It's the 10 games this season. It's less than what it's been in the previous seasons. And you mentioned the workload that you've had and a lot of players have had. Do you feel like it's a better setup, better schedule this year with the 10 games? Or do you actually like the longer format and longer season? I think I think it's something players and fans alike have been yearning for almost in the Big Bash. I think... For me personally, I like that it's gone back to 10 and I, I'd like to think that a lot of the fans um, watching the game would think the same. It's shortened, but it's more around that school holiday summer feeling, um, which hopefully draws a lot of crowds in for cricket. You know, there's been times where cricket's been criticised for not getting the crowds that it should with the new KO sports and everything that comes in. So to hopefully bring crowds in, have that summer vibe around the big bash, I think it's great that we've gone back to 10 games and it, it builds that excitement and it keeps it there for longer. Wes, uh, just before we let you go, are you doing anything away from cricket, study or anything like that? Me personally? Yeah. No, I'm not one to study. I, I do like getting away though. I'm a, I'm a mad fisherman. I love fishing. Um, so I try and get out as much as I can there. Um, and I just try and get away from the game. Obviously, my parents live in Melbourne. I'm about living in Perth. I, I like to visit down there. And I've got a girlfriend that lives in Sydney. So I, when I do get away, I, I try and get away as much as possible and try and get down and see one of those three people, I guess, and get into my fishing and enjoy my time away. But at the moment, I, I'm not studying or doing anything at the moment, just focused on cricket so and see Sid- how far I can go. Sydney now. first, obviously, if the girlfriend's there. <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, we did ask we did ask Wes about this last time we had him on yes. and had him a little bit stumped as to how we knew about that. But obviously, it's going well yeah. with the uh, with the misses. Yep, going real well. We're just down at a little uh, uh, place called Lost Retreats at the moment, down in Mount Jagged, and spending two days down here to try and get away from the game and nice. turn the phone off and and switch off, I guess. And well, yeah, it would be nice. Well, we really appreciate you taking the call, especially in those circumstances, yeah. mate. Uh, we love having a chat with you and uh, best of luck at the next uh, Strikers game at home. Always good to be on, guys. Thanks for having me on again. Thanks, Wes. Wes Agar there um, for Nutrient Ag Solutions, going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. I love talking to big Wes absolute uh, absolute legend of the game. Oh, and he's just he's honest with his answer. He gives you plenty yeah. as well. So it's uh it's great for strikers fans out to out there to hear him and yeah, a little break for them before they play next Tuesday night. Yes, and we've got someone else uh, in the line as well. He's uh now the vice captain of the Port Adelaide Footy Club. Uh, your local tire power, big December deal sales. It's on now. Get 4 for 3. Um, on Toyo Tyres. It's great to have on the summer edition of Sports ASA, Zach Butters. Welcome, Zach. Thanks, boys. Pleasure to be on. Thanks for having me on. Hey, big news today. Connor signs uh, a big deal and captain of the club and you've got the uh, vice-captaincy as well. So firstly, congratulations. And what are your thoughts on today's news? Yeah, very exciting day for the footy club and a big day for Connor himself, obviously with the contract. 
pretty much ties into the club for life and then with the uh, the captaincy as well. And so, yeah, big day for him and, yeah, super stoked for him and, um, yeah, seeing everything he's got is, is well, well and truly deserved and it's been cool to go along the journey with him and, um, yeah, be right by his side for pretty much every step of it. Yeah, you will, which is great. It's exciting for yourself and for Connor. You would have no doubt sent him a message and said, eight years, it's a long <laughs> time to sign. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. I, when he when he said that, I was stoked for him. He's an Adelaide boy. He, he grew up here, and um, yeah, he sort of developed a nice, nice little family um, as well. And um, yeah, I think he, it sort of makes a really easy decision for him. And um, yeah, I, I was sort of I was thinking, man, I can't think past the next next year, let alone the next <laughs> eight. So, um, but uh, I'm very excited for him. Nah, it's a good point. Uh, before we get into the footy stuff, I want to ask you about your off-season and how you got away and a little break there and just a mental freshen up. Yeah, I did. I got back to Melbourne for a fair chunk of it. Um, stayed with mum and dad for a bit, which I, I love doing and uh, getting a lot of family time in and seeing some mates that you probably don't get to see um, throughout the season or the, all the pre-season well when all things are firing and you're in Adelaide. And then I uh, got to Bali for a bit with, with some of my family and mum um, and dad and some family friends and some of my mates as well. So it was nice to unwind there and then ticked off the code trail as well. So went over to Papua New Guinea and ticked that off the bucket list. So that was a nice one to do. Um, pretty hard, but um, yeah, also some, some great memories and some really good friends. So um, yeah, it was nice to get that done. Yeah, I was going to ask you how tough the Kokoda Trail was. Uh, it, it, like it's it's uh, you've got to be reasonably fit to do this trail, don't you? And obviously you are, but uh, what was the biggest takeaway from, from that whole experience? Yeah, I was definitely uh, pretty curious going into um, how hard it was actually going to be. And um, yeah, I think it's just, just as hard mentally as, as it is physically, like a lot of things in life are. Um, but yeah, I think it's just long days walking. And um, I think after day two or three, it sort of sets in that, yeah, I've got another three or four days of this and you know what you're in for. So it definitely gets tougher as it goes on and um, the, the eating and sleeping and um, early nights um, and early mornings before you catch up as well. But um, yeah, I, I think it was nice to probably not, I didn't go on my phone for a week and uh, just be, I was with one of my best mates. So just, yeah, you, you sort of, you're real and um, you're enjoying the experience together in all the moments and um, reflecting on the days um, at camp at the end of the day is really probably one of the highlights that I had as well. And, but probably the food probably was a letdown for me. <laughs> Eating rations wasn't too great, but um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That certainly would have been a challenge. Uh, now, Zay, on to pre-season. You've now had a f- quite a few pre-seasons in your career. How does it compare now after a few under the belt? Is it as exhausting as what it was when you first came to the club? How was it um, in comparison? Yeah, they're still always tough, but um, I-, I think, yeah, once you've been through a fair few of them that, um, you sort of get that mental side of it and, and you know that yeah they, they can't break you because you, you've done it multiple times before and um, and especially once you've done um, the, your individual off-season programs as well, if you know you've done the work, well then um, you sort of set yourself up to attack the pre-season and get the most out of it for yourself and um, yeah, I think that's what I like to do and um, yeah, they definitely, not that they don't get easy, but they do get easier mentally um, knowing that yeah, you, you can pretty much do whatever they need you to do and um, do it at a high level. So I think from that side of things, yeah, I really enjoy pre-season. So what is, exactly does pre-season look like? We know that you're out there on the track running. There's the footy element of it. There's obviously weights. But are there other things that Port Adelaide does? A lot of AFL clubs will take on other things, whether it be recovery, yoga, gymnastics, other things that you guys do that you feel like is a nice change up, a freshen up, or just another way of training? Yeah, 
Yeah, I think we we do a bit of mindfulness stuff as well. We've added that in the program the last year or two, and um, yeah, it can actually be quite challenging when you've it's it's only at the end of the day. So yeah, when you've had a long day of training and gym and meetings, yeah, to try and switch on your mind and uh, and get that firing and get that where you need to be. So I think that's probably become more evident in our program and probably in the game as well that you, you need to be switched on and make sure that you can you switch on and off at the right time. So that, that's been a big part of our program for the last year and a half. So. That's something I've, I've, I've enjoyed as well. Zach, I love watching you play. And one of the reasons I love watching you play is your cheekiness and the way you seem to love a bit of banter between players. And is that something that's always been with you? Or is have you grown into that type of player where you don't mind having a chat on the field? Yeah, it's a good, it's a good question. Um, yeah, I think growing up, um, especially in my footy league that um, yeah we I played for, in the Barrett footy league growing up so everyone sort of knows each other or goes to school with each other so yeah game day is always there's always something to say or um, words getting thrown around so I think I enjoyed that part of it growing up and um, I didn't go to all my mates from the St. Pat's but I didn't go there so that they, they sort of always fed me the info and um, yeah I, I think I enjoyed it growing up but um, yeah I think it just keeps me involved in the game sometimes if anything but um, yeah, it's it's good when you come against other teams. Well, you find out sort of the, the characters. Like, I love playing against Liver and just his chat. He's very good at it. So um, he sort of gave me a few lessons early on in my career. So um, yeah, I think you just like you, you find out people's characters and um, yeah, I, I love I I just like listening to Liver chirp me. To be honest, he comes up with some pretty funny stuff. So. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to ask you. Yeah, who I, who I, have I you had the best? Like have, who have you had the best banter with? It's obviously, obviously Liver. Is there anyone at the club that uh, sort of gets at your level? Who who would be second in line? <laughs> um, underrated Dan Houston. He's, he's pretty good. Okay, but um, yeah, he, he flies under the radar. He seems like a pretty cool, calm, collected operator, but he's pretty wise and cheeky with his words. Now, Zach, I want to ask you about the leadership. The vo- you're a vice captain now of the footy club. Connor has taken on the captaincy role. How has that development been with leadership for you over the journey? Is it something that's just been a natural progression or has there been different things that you've taken on that have allowed you to get to that position? Yeah, it's, it's not something that probably stemmed from the young age. I was never a leader in my junior ranks or, or captain teams very often. Um, but, yeah, for me, I think it's been about my performance and just trying to make sure, I think, Leadership 101 is make sure your, your own backyard's getting looked after and that you're performing and setting an example on field and by your actions. And, and that's probably the main one I'll try to stick to. And yeah, I think it's just for me growing, help, helping younger players and um, doing probably what Trav and, and Ollie and, and Darcy Byrne-Jones and Hamish Harlett and Justin Westhoff did for me when I was younger, just trying to pass that wisdom and knowledge down. And um, that's something I'm also very grateful that I've had some very good leaders to lean on. And, and Tom Jones has been a vital part of that as well. So um, if, if anything, yeah, just be supportive and kind, and and help help the younger help the younger boys come through. And yeah, if that's anything I could I could le- I could learn, it's, it's probably what I've learned off them. Yeah, and so on that, where, where's the growth for next season? Port Adelaide was number two in offense last year. Defensively, it was about mid pack. Has it been spoken about where there needs to be improvement amongst the team to be able to go a little bit better in finals next season? Yeah, I think defensively is definitely always a growth. I think you look at the best teams that they're they're up there in, in both offense and defense, and it's a major part of the game um, currently. Because yeah, 
the, the ball sort of pinging around faster than it ever has and um, you need your defence to be alert and always on. And I think we sort of target that in the trade period with Sava and um, Zerk Thatcher, so I think they're going to be vital, vital to us going forward. And then, um, yeah, I think Tyson Goldsack taking over that, that back line um, he's really going to be driving the defence at the footy club. So, yeah, we've taken some, some steps to try and improve that. And, um, yeah, it's been good to come out and training and start learning some um, new system-based things that can help us get better at that. Now, I'm glad that you mentioned Asava and Zach Thatcher. I played a few years with Asava. How is he going? How is he fitting in so far? And how are all the new boys obviously going? Are they all healthy and fit and on the track? Yeah, yeah it's been... Um, yeah, pretty good to get back to the footy club. And, um, yeah, majority of the list is pretty healthy. Um, Ali is just re- recovering from some ear, ear surgery. And I think Toddy's still recovering from a bit of a hip. But um, other than that, and Mitch Georgiades is tracking well with his ACL. Other than that, the, the group's pretty fit and healthy. And, um, yeah, Saba's been great. Um, he's he's, a, he's a, a lovely... I don't say... I wouldn't say lovely, but, um, <laughs> yeah, he's such a nice guy and a nice personality. But, um, yeah, he's a big figure. I probably didn't realise how big and powerful yeah. um, he is until got into training and seeing it up close. But, um, yeah, I think him and Leah together are going to be pretty dangerous down there. How's your coach? Is he very hands-on in pre-season or does he just stand back a bit? I think he comes in and comes out at the right times. I think, yeah, he definitely likes to be involved in things and, and make sure that the, the players know that he cares and that, um, that he wants us to get better as well. So I think he has a really good balance in that aspect. But, um, yeah, he'll, he'll step into drills and, give some feedback or talk to players around things and decisions, but um, also that he, he gives a right balance letting Josh Carr and, and sort of Tyson Goldsack and Chad Corns step in and, and lead the way a bit as well. So I, I think between them all, they have a really good balance. Now, Zach, I want to ask you about other sports, other teams that you potentially follow. Is there the Big Bash is currently on? We obviously saw the World Cup in cricket on. Plenty happening in the NBA, the NFL. Is there any other teams around the world that you follow? Yeah, well, I went to Melbourne Stars growing up in... I'm a Victorian boy. Stars, so, man. Um, I used to go to a fair, few, <laughs> a fair few Big Bash games back in the day. and I uh, love the Melbourne Stars. But I, I think since coming to Adelaide, Connor Rosie and a few of the other Adelaide boys have sort of converted me to the strikers. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I pretty much had the arm twisted and, yeah, been to a few games over the years. So, um, And I, I think Travis Head is, is an Adelaide manly port man. So, um, yeah, pretty much like to get, get behind him whenever I can. What about US sports? Then, Do you follow the yeah, the NBA yeah. or NFL? NBA wise, um, I'm a Portland Trailblazers man. Oh um, no! <laughs> <laughs> a couple of lean years, but we'll be okay once the young guns get there. Yeah, that's it. Um, losing Dame hurt. He was, he was sort of. Mm. I started following NBA when I was about year eight, and he won Rookie of the Year that year. So we sort of jumped on his bandwagon, and then. Um, yeah, he's been an incredible player. So you didn't um, think about shifting to Milwaukee? No, nah, I'm pretty, I'm a pretty loyal man. So yeah. um, no, I'll stick with, I'll stick with the base. I like the young core as well. Sheldon Sharp, um, Ant, Ant Simons, and then hopefully Scoot Henderson gets going um, yeah. when he gets a, a few seasons under his belt. So I'll stick fat and hopefully see some success soon. There you go, Power fans. A loyal man. We're speaking to Zach Butters, new <laughs> vice captain. Thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it, Zach. Thanks, boys. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Thanks, Zach. Zach Butters for Toolkit Depot, your trade pro partner. Everything you need to get the job done, shop in-store or online. Uh, Great chat um, with both those blokes. It's been a jam-packed show tonight, men's.
Um, and we're also doing this for Nutrient Ag Solutions, going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. Um, you were right. It was a really good chat with both of those guys. Yeah. Zach mentioned um, with Asava that he's uh, a bit more placid, but he is a big man. He, he is. He's imposing. And with him and Aaliyah back there, and if Zerk Thatcher can get himself fit and healthy and playing some good footy, they should become a pretty imposing back line, which they probably have lacked a little bit in the last Certainly going to make them stronger, isn't it? They've yep. always been minus one tall defender, they I have. think. And yep. now they have that. Exactly. And so whether it's Zerk Thatcher, whether it's Trent McKenzie, there's a number of players that can play as that third tool. But yeah, if Asava if can get himself fit and, and firing, it's not dissimilar to when Aaliyah came over. When Aaliyah came over, he wasn't all Australian like he was when he got to Port Adelaide. So he came from Sydney. They thought, we might have a player here. A bit the same as Asava has been an incredible player for the power has Aaliyah. So hopefully they'll be hoping, and power fans out there will be hoping in that Asava can do the same thing. Ivan Soldo, I think, is going to be important for them as well to uh, give them a, a bit of strength, not only in the ruck, but around the ground. Yeah, without a doubt. They they need that. They've just lacked that a little bit the last couple of seasons. Um, they, they do. They need their key position and their big men to stay fit and healthy because it hasn't with Charlie Dixon, with Scott Lyce. It hasn't in the past. So they certainly need that moving forward. I'm, I'm exhausted, man. It's been a massive show. It has been it's a massive show. so much show. on. It, um, it, it's been great, though. Who, who'd who you go again tonight? Who'd you tip? Out of uh, the sixes? Uh, Hurricanes. And the Hurricanes. They're, they're, my, they're my second team. Yeah, so every single person of our tipsters tipped the Hurricanes. I went the sixes. I need one back on you. So oh, come on, like the sixes. I don't like your chances down in Tassie. I know. Uh, look, thanks for being with us again. It's been a great show. Uh, men's, we're going to do this all again tomorrow. Your uh, American... Update tomorrow. Yeah, American Sports Update. Great day of NFL. Again today, my Eagles unfortunately lost. Some good uh, games today. There were some very good games. We'll get into that all tomorrow night. Have a great night. Don't get wet, uh, everyone. And we'll have Ebony Marinoff on the show tomorrow as well. Best and and fairest winner. Yeah. See you, everyone. Have a great night. The all-electric Kia EV6. With up to 528 kilometres of range. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay.